Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to a very, very special interview of Final Cut. And today I'm joined by an actor who like my previous guest, Brittany Willisey, is also on Chesapeake Shores. At this minute, I'm on season three finale, so I can only comment on what I know. So whereas Brittany's character has a history with Trace, my guest here is kind of... Actually, actually, Oliver, what sort of relationship do Simon and Brie have? Wow. Uh, it's complicated, mate. We'll go with complicated. That's, best. That's the best way for it. <laughs> so not only that, but as you can probably tell by his accent, I finally have a Brit to talk to. Yes. So I'm even more happier than usual. So with my happiness back, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present to you my fellow Brit, Oliver Rice. Hello, Dean. Thank you very much for coming on, Ollie, as always. Firstly, how are you, Thank sir? Thank you, mate. Sorry? How are you, mate? I'm, I'm very well. The sun is shining. It's early. But it's, uh, you know. I can counter that with it's late and it's dull and it's miserable. <laughs> Apart, of course, for anyone, really. Right. So, firstly, the inevitable question is how did you get started out in acting? Um, well, you know, I, at school, I loved, uh, I loved doing the plays. I remember, you know, in primary school, we'd have like, you know, you'd study different things. I remember studying uh, like Victorian England and we had, we had to like write stories about chimney sweeps and, you know, people that were living in Victorian London. I was so like I'd write them into little scenes and, uh, and little skits and then perform them in front of people. I guess that's when I first sort of enjoyed the idea of acting. Um, but then, you know, I went, I went through school. I did the school plays. I went to university. I wasn't, you know, studying acting or anything. But university I went to, they had a beautiful theatre. So I spent a lot of time you know, acting in plays and directing plays. And I just figured out while I was at university, that's what I wanted to do. So I was doing my final, writing my final exams and at the same time auditioning for drama schools. Mm. And um, I kind of auditioned for four, four drama schools. Um, and I was like, right, if I, if I get in, I'll go to drama school, I'll be an actor. And if I don't get in, I'll join the police and be a policeman. And uh, fortunately, I got into drama school. And... Uh, yeah, I went to the Oxford School of Drama, did that for a year, and then, yeah, worked uh, and doing all sorts of bits and bobs in England, and then mainly did theatre and stuff, and then about eight years ago, I moved to Vancouver, Canada, and I've been acting here since then. And uh, who were your influences growing up? I mean, everyone has their favourites. I mean, my favourites, and I make no bones about this, are, say, Chris Nolan for the way he does an act, does a film. I mean, no matter how many movies he does, it never gets old. Hans Zimmer is probably one of the best uh, film composers that there is, on mm-hmm. par with definitely Enrico Moicone, who deserves a lot more credit than he should have. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Hardy is also one of my favourite actors because you give him any role and a mask and he'll do the job for you. So, <laughs> so uh, what? who influenced you when you were growing up and wanted to be an actor? Um, 
I don't, I don't know if anyone sort of influenced me into wanting to be an actor so much as I just enjoyed watching things, films, yeah. TV. I guess, I mean, I loved watching, I loved like comedies when I was a kid. I loved Steve Martin so much. Uh, like, yeah, all of his films from the 80s and the, yeah. the 90s. Um, Eddie Murphy. Uh, when he was good. Yeah, like that's the thing, isn't it? When he was good, I'm not. I really feel like I should be excited about coming to America. But you're not, are you? Not at all. Like, as much as I loved the first one, I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I'll probably think, watch it. Yeah. I think with that is a double-edged sword. Yes, you're you're looking forward to it for the nostalgia feel, but that's the minute it. you watch it, you'll be wishing, why a why did they do it, and b why couldn't I just watch Coming to America? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. You know, maybe we'll be proved wrong. Maybe we'll be surprised. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you know, I did love. Uh, I did love him growing up. Uh, I love the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movies. Mm. Um, and influences. I suppose one influence I had maybe it was a bit later, not when I was a kid. But I remember going to the uh, the Globe in London when I was a student and seeing yeah. Mark Rylance. Uh, he was the artistic director of the Globe at the time. And I saw his Richard II, which blew my mind. And then I also saw him give a talk. It was like a some sort of event for drama students to perform on stage. And my girlfriend at the time uh, was doing that. And he gave a talk. And it was around the time of uh, some international conflict. I think it was when, uh, you know, things were ramping up in the Middle East again with, you know, the Second Iraq War and things. And he yeah. just gave this most beautiful eloquent speech about you know the state of the world and the state of uh and how culture can affect how we feel and uh about the state of the world and how vital it is and how important it is and that definitely inspired me and uh kind of seeing him push me to to pursue an acting career i think and then you know and after that i just you know watch him and everything that i could jerusalem was amazing the best you know play i've ever seen um, so yeah, Mark Rylance, I suppose, as an influence, would be the biggest one. Not a, ba- not a bad person to say, if I do say so myself. Oh, so good. So go on then. You started out in casualty of all places. Isn't isn't that kind of like the English version of being in home and away, and then going on to do other <laughs> things with great success? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, there is like the bill and casualty, and I, I was so gutted when the bill stopped because I'd never been in it. Yeah. It's like par for the course. Every British actor's been in the bill and casualty. But I did get. Kieran Eiley's been in it, mate. Sorry? Kieran Eiley's been in it. In in the bill, yeah. In the bill, yeah. Everyone. I bet if you go through, I'd say, yeah, I don't know, 80% of actors that you would know have been started in the bill casualty. Uh, I actually know a lot of bill. those, actually. Um, I actually had this chat with a guy who played. Uh, Oh, Sergeant Matt Boyden, and he was actually shocked by about twenty of the names I actually told him. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't hear that podcast, but I saw that you'd in, uh, that you'd interviewed him. Mm. Uh, Look, yeah, it was such a massive part of growing up. Like, remember the music? I remember the sarcastic tone of Matt Boyd, Matt Boyden as well. That was just brilliant. Yeah, and the and the footsteps walking down the road was so good. But yeah, I missed out on the bill, but I did do Casualty. Casualty was the first, my first sort of proper TV. Uh, job. It was pretty. I'll tell you about that. Actually, it's quite funny. I was. Go on. So the the I played this character with. He was a, he was a basketball player that had Marfan syndrome, 
Now, I'm pretty Cheers. tall, but I'm not a, a basketball player. Marfan syndrome is, I think, you know, I can't remember entirely. I did my research at the time, but it's yeah. like a disease or a disorder or a syndrome that, um, that affects how you grow. So people that are very, very tall yeah. often have Marfan syndrome. So Abraham Lincoln, I think, had Marfan syndrome. But yeah. it, 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 it also has the impact of, it, it affects your heart. There's something that it does that it can really damage your heart. So I played this basketball player that had Marfan syndrome that had to have an operation on his heart. Anyway, it wasn't set in the casualty department of the hospital. It was right. set in like a, a a heart specialist unit. And one of the casualty doctors was working in this other unit. So we didn't actually film on set. We filmed at a hospital, at a private hospital that was closed for the weekend. So we filmed at the weekend. So my first scene, I'm in the hospital bed. And I'm hooked up to all these machines. And the, the, the doctor who was played by Michael French, who used to be in EastEnders. Oh, yeah. He was in oh, David Wicks. Time. Yeah, I remember. Wixie, that's it. So he's, he's, he's the doctor. Beale family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, we so are he, old, aren't we? I know. I know, but they're great references because they take you right back. They do, to, yeah. You know. When soap was soap was quality, there was no there was no satellite TV, no Netflix, no Amazon, no nothing. That's it. You had a choice. You had four channels. Yeah. Later going on to five when Channel Five eventually came on. Yeah, if you can. And get took it. his yeah, and took his time to get going. I'll be honest. <laughs> Is it still just, going? Channel Five. Yeah, still going. Yes, mate. Don't watch much of it though, but I don't really think there's anything on it. To be honest. No, I remember there was always lots of weird documentaries. Mm, and reality like, TV. Help, I smell like fish and the werewolf boy yeah. and stuff. Still showing Neighbours and Home and Away on it every every weekday. Nice. I, 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 I have I not, wa- I've not watched them in 20 years, mate. Yeah. I haven't watched Neighbours or Home and Away in 20 years, I think. All the uh, best ones I've got. Although, saying that, um, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat trailer? I have not. Right, the last who plays Sonya Blade in that is actually from Home and Away. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Jessica McNamee, her name is. Okay. And uh, the guy who plays Kano, he's actually uh, been in Blue Healers and Home and Away. Nice. It's always nice to star in Home and Away when you're younger, isn't it? Oh, me. There's, and there's there's a lot of... Uh, there's so many Australian actors here and in LA. And, mm. you know, pretty much all of them have gone through one of... It's, you know, yes, they're the bill or casualty. Mm. Um let me get back to the casualty. Yes, right, casualty. Casual. The scene. <laughs> I'm lying in bed in the hospital bed. I'm hooked up to all these machines. It's my first job, right? My first day or my first like proper TV job. And, um, you know, I've done a couple of little rehearsals. Mm. And uh, the scene is there's a bunch of doctors and they're all very concerned. And they come in and Michael French just wants to calm me down and talk to me about what the operation is and stuff. So we're all ready. We're in a proper hospital. Yeah. And... Uh, they, you know, everything's set up. It's like, right, sound speed, set, and action. And there's this beep, 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 beep. So what's going on? What's that? What's happening? The sound stops. Oh, okay. Go again. Just about to go. Just about to roll. Beep, 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 beep. And I look round, and basically the machine, one of the machines that I'm hooked up to, it's like a pulsometer thing. And because I'm so nervous, my heartbeat's racing <laughs> and I'm setting off the alarms. <laughs> oh, bless you, mate. Oh, man, I felt so bad. And I have to calm myself down in the end. They had to just unplug the machine. I was so nervous. Yeah. I'm guessing you took up meditation hard. after that. 
just breathe. But yeah, that was that was fun. That was interesting. Now, moving on from casualty and to where you are now, actually, you've been in two uh, two DC Arrowverse uh, shows. You've been in Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. Mm-hmm. You're supernatural, so you do love your CW show, sir. Uh, Once Upon a I Time do. as well, to name but a few. So uh, what were they like to film and to be a part of? Yeah, I mean, so much fun. Um yeah, this, they're, you know, this, they're kind of great big industries that trundle along. They keep going and they're, they're oftentimes, you know, their crews, they, they have the same crew. They work season after season. Um, so getting, you know, I just get to, to visit the set and like dip in and do my bit and leave. And it's great fun. It's, 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 you know, great to be involved. Uh, and you get to play some really fun characters. I, on The Flash, I played a guy called Eric Fry, who has the power of fire. So I, you know, burn holes through through bank vaults. I think I remember that. But there's been that there's been that many. It has actually. Uh, I probably will remember if I go and find uh, YouTube of you. I'm like, oh yeah, that's who he was. He was kind of like Pyro, but DC's version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's great fun to get to do those cool things and like my son loved it loved it and for ages afterwards was just like that that can you make fire come out your hand <laughs> uh, the joys so, of a kid's imagination you know that was nice yeah um and yeah i just got to play some interesting characters legends of tomorrow i i had auditioned for a character called captain nazi ah. which i didn't end up getting i'm very glad aren't I, you like threw me a bone and was like, you know, you didn't get that role, but you want to play just, you know, another Nazi. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So you did um, Crisis on Earth X. Sorry? You did Crisis on Earth X, which was the big crossover of the, uh, it was the second one. Because there's been four, there's been Invasion, uh, Crisis on Earth X, which is when the Nazis invade Earth 1. There's Elseworlds, mm-hmm. which is alternate histories and... This one just went, which was Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was the multiverse uh, dying and being mm. reborn. So, wow, you got the fun one. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I can't say that I've kept in touch enough with what's going on in that world. You know, Supergirl enough of what's going on in this world <laughs> to get too concerned in that world. Um, but yeah, it's, they're really amazing shows, and uh, yeah, they keep sort of. Adding to them, don't they? There's all sorts of new, new things popping up. There's uh-huh. the, I think they're building a world it's on the CW. So Nancy Drew uh-huh. is on now, and then there's, uh, so they're building off of that sort of, I don't know what they call it, Nancy verse. You could do that. You could say that. That's actually a good one, actually. If um, I ever get someone from the CW, I say, why don't you just call the Nancy Drew the Nancy verse? Because it actually <laughs> has a nice ring to it. Yeah, <laughs> Nancy verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just I, I that was uh, a job I finished just before Christmas um, was Nancy Drew and that was a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, there's some really great people on that show, uh, and it's great. I don't know if it's in England. I, I don't know if they've shown it in the UK. Not entirely sure, mate, because um, you know how it is with England. Everything's complicated. Goes through many many different uh, channels, but I'm I'm assuming it will be. Just uh, I don't really keep up because I'm I'm more of a Netflix and chill guy with a with a hint of Amazon and 
Disney Plus, which I do actually have. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep your eyes peeled. If um, Nancy Drew makes his way to the UK, it's, I will keep an eye out for you, it's sir. Great. It's kind of similar in a way to, you know how like Sabrina and Riverdale, they've taken those sort of, you know, young adult or uh, yeah. sort of comics and kind of sex them up a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's similar with Nancy Drew. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, um, you've also done, aside from Sabrina, you've actually done uh, season two of Altered Carbon with uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah. So what what was that like? Amazing. Oh, my gosh. It was the 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 biggest, not like budget, but like scope show that I've mm. ever, you know, been fortunate enough to work on. Um, like the sets were incredible. And we were shooting... Um, we were shooting in uh, like a town square, yeah. a city square in, in a place called Surrey and like 500, 600 extras. It was, uh, you know, it was pretty mind blowing to, to see and uh, to be a part of. Um, and the story, like, I'm not really a big sci-fi person. I'll be honest oh, with you. Sci-fi. I and really do. I'd worked when, when season one, just before season one came out, I was working with some uh, some stunt guys that had done a lot of work on it, and they were like, "This show is going to be amazing! Like, it, it's incredible." So when it came on, I thought I'd give it a chance, and I, I watched the first episode, and I just couldn't get into it, and I found it very confusing. And just it's you know when you don't inhabit that world very often, or you don't you know watch mm. sci-fi very often, when you just try and get into it into a specific show. Like my brain's not really wired for it. Yeah. I just got very confused by the concepts and everything that was going on. So I didn't continue. And then when I booked the role in season two, yeah, I went back and watched all of season one. And after two episodes, three episodes, I was so invested in it and loved it so much. It just made me so happy that I was going into season two. Uh, and I was so excited. And Oh man, I recommend it to everyone. It's it's so fascinating the world that they. I can't watch the name of the the writer who wrote the novels. Yeah, Morgan Richard Morgan, I think. Um, but he just created this incredible world that they've done such an amazing job as uh, putting it on uh, the screen. There's so many interesting concepts and ideas about the future and the world that you know that you know it's not such a big stretch to imagine that that world that they've created 300 years in the future or 500 years in the future could be a reality. And, you know, how, how people, uh, how as a, you know, human race adapts and changes. And uh, yeah, a lot of it's pretty dystopian, Um, but you know, there's hope in there. Uh, And it's just such a great show. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend it. Start, you know, season one, uh, and then you know it's interesting. It changes a lot in season two. The character remains the same. Takeshi Kovacs, who was played by Joel Kinnaman in the first. Ah, uh, uh, yes, I, I know Mr. Kinnaman. I know his work very well. Yeah, and he he's great. Uh, I don't know him at all, but his but in season one he was fantastic. Hmm. And then it's part a part of the the world of of Altered Carbon is that your soul, I suppose, is 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 held on a, a stack that can be implanted in the back of your neck, but it can yeah. also be sort of downloaded or, or uploaded into a cloud sort of thing so technically you, you know people can live forever but you can also be re-sleeved so your mm-hmm. sleeve is your living body yeah 
but your soul can be put into another sleeve. So that's what happens to uh, to Keshi Kovacs' character is that his uh, his sleeve is taken out of Joel Kinnaman's body and put into Anthony Mackie's. Oh, so uh, so bad then. And so both of them, they're playing the same character, but they uh, they both do such a great job at playing the same character, but in their own, you know, unique way. I'll say one really thing. Great def- show, man. Yeah, that's, def- that's definitely way to uh, to save on the uh, production worries. It's like right, right. Uh, Joe Kinnaman's not coming back for second seat for second season. Right, what we're gonna do? Oh yeah, we'll just take his house subconscious and put it into Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I if only everything you, was as easy as that, sir. It gives you less negotiating power. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like oh yeah, we, walking, walking, but... like, we have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. Right then, sir. Come on, I've been waiting for this for what feels like three weeks now to ask someone about this. Chesapeake Shores. I have started watching it courtesy of uh, Miss Brittany Willisie because I had her on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I have. To, I did tell you this before, man, but I will just say it again for the record. I will admit I did not want to watch it. When I first saw it coming on Netflix, so but I'm glad that when I had written it on here, I changed my mind because it's probably one of the most. It's a, it's like a it's romance, it's comedy, it's family drama at its best. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. and it is probably one of the best Hallmark series I've ever seen. So, so for you, what is it like to be a part of the show as successful like that? Man, I'm so glad that you are enjoying it and that you like it. And you know, I don't think that it's made necessarily for a demographic that would include you um but you know my my dad's the same my dad is um you know he he was in the armed forces and he he was a big rugby man and he's just uh-huh. generally a big man big and, burly uh, bloke. he's a burly bloke that's right uh and he um he loves it he's like a chessy chessy's a like <laughs> You know, the people online that just follow it and love it and mm. are wonderful fans of the show. My dad's one now, I think, you know, and he'd listen to the, you know, they do like the after buzz shows where they talk about what's happened in the last episode. My dad would phone me and be like, what? This is what they're saying about you on after buzz. And <laughs> it's quite sweet. Um, it is a really lovely, sweet show that, you know, is full of you know, family values and, you know, sort of those, those, intergenerational uh, and sibling sort of family things that go on that we can all relate to because yeah they happen but they also happen in this world of Chesapeake that is you know probably quite far removed from reality for most yeah. people um so yeah it's that's the first show that I've done that um that I've been that sort of recurring and invested in and come back season after season yeah that's been really interesting and eye-opening for me um the way you can sort of grow into a character and you know that great feeling when you get your script for the next episode you just you want to see you know what happens what happens to my character and what happens to this the other characters and where's it all going uh and there's some really lovely writers that work on that show um yeah it was it was interesting for me to get involved I, i initially went in i think for three episodes and my character, Simon, was going to originally be a bit of a, you know... Hack? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he's a hack. <laughs> but he was going to be a little bit worse, you know, he was going to be a bit of a prick and like not be the nicest, uh, the nicest guy uh, to Bree. But then, I don't know, I think that we had some really cool chemistry in the, those first sort of episodes and... Uh, yeah, they sort of changed direction a little bit and 
uh, fortunately for me, because I ended up staying for three seasons uh, and, you know, got to explore lots in terms of that will they, won't they relationship and mm. where's it going and what does it mean? Uh, so, yeah, it's been so much fun. And, like, we get to film on Vancouver Island, which is about, it's like a 15-minute seaplane ride from Vancouver City to the island. And but yeah, it feels so far removed. It's just beautiful, beautiful place. And you know, the cast and crew stay in the same sort of uh, resorts there, and we just get to have so much fun in such a beautiful place. And like the filming days are great. You know, you're very rare that you would work past nine, ten o'clock at night. Uh, it's just lovely. It's just lovely, uh, and a great thing to be a part of. And the, you know. The people that, the, the Chessies, the fans, are p- pretty amazing. And they are really, you know, connect with the uh, with the show and the stories and, and then connect with um, with the actors and with us on, on Twitter and stuff. And it's just really beautiful. Mm. Now, Mr. Simon Atwater, we must talk about you a little bit. It's only fair because you are on here. And, and again, I thank you for coming on. Now, as I, as I already said... Uh, actually, you and Breamy by by her calling you a hack and calling you out for basically everything that nobody else does, which I actually yeah. think is a nice way to meet someone. It's like, oh yeah, you're a hack. It's like, wow, I actually like this woman now. Yeah, everyone wants a bit of honesty, right? Yeah, just not too much of it though. But uh, yeah, you and Bree have kind of been like a seesaw on the uh, on the will they won't they scale of love because sometimes it's like, are we finally going to? Are we finally going to? And then. About five minutes later, it's, oh, great. So we're going to have to yeah. wait another 20 minutes for them to come on. But, yeah, it actually looks a bit of fun. I actually, in fact, I've just watched um, uh, episode nine where um, where Bree meets uh, Caroline. Mm-hmm. And then you walk in and then they both go, hi, Simon. And then they just look at each other <laughs> and like, oh, dear. And yeah, that like, was You must fun. be Caroline. You must be Bree. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's always nice to be fought over by two women, isn't it, mate? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Especially, you know, Kimberly Suster and Amelia Ullerup, uh, who are both amazing. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that on again, off again? I think it's... Um, I mean, let's be honest, it's mainly Brie deciding yeah. whether it's on or off. I think, uh, yeah, Simon knows what he wants a little he more does. Uh, than Brie. But, you know, it's interesting. I think it's good to explore those sort of, you know, in every relationship and friendship. Um, you know, sometimes some people you connect with emotionally, some people you connect with physically, uh, intellectually. There's lots of different ways that we connect. And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, when, you, when you, you're figuring out your partner, your life partner, you know, proper relationships, you want as many of those different connections to be, in place and I think that you know for Brie and Simon they're just figuring out whether the connection that they have is romantic or is it more you know friendship scale more sorry in the friend zone sort of yeah in the friend zone or just like intellectual because they connect over they're both writers you know and he's very successful and she is sort of very talented and up and coming Mm. and they connect over their writing and their sort of they connect intellectually um yeah 
yeah, I mean, I hope that they get to explore a little bit more uh, of that. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to say I haven't watched season four yet, but the one thing I've hoped since you have come into this is that Simon and Reed do eventually give give or take a series or so, live happily ever after. But I must admit, with That's season three want, ending for me, it's it's always a case <laughs> of is it actually going to happen this time. But it's like it probably won't. Yeah. Well, you know, I won't give anything away for season four. Uh, but it's, it's a shorter season for season four, is I think. So yeah, because of uh, yeah, yeah, the pandemic, yeah. I will say one thing: um, Brie was a little bit preoccupied in season three, so that was kind of that romance was kind of like why she, why she didn't really make a decision as such is fair enough. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that Simon's always jetting around the world doing <laughs> speeches at universities or book signings at different places or going back to London. Uh, so yeah, he's never he never sticks around Chesapeake shores long enough. The men of the O'Briens are so complicated. They really are. They are. Yeah. There's one who's a who's a country country singer who is away more times than not. Then there's you, the handsome dashing Brit, and then there's the uh, Boston Peck who just wants to cook, but unfortunately, yeah, the Boston Peck. <laughs> but unfortunately, his mum and dad are a bit come on, come and come and uh, run our company, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at least, the, at least the women of Chesapeake Shores and the O'Brien family aren't complicated. Well, I think Not they are. Uh, you know, their relationship with their mum is pretty complicated, and uh-huh. their dad, and you know, the things that they've gone through in the in the past, and all you know, sibling relationships are complicated in their own ways, aren't they? Tell me about it, mate. I've got <laughs> I've got four siblings. I know. I've been there, yeah. Where are you in the in the pecking order this week? I'm the baby, but I'm also the nicest. <laughs> so, uh, what's the age difference from oldest to you? Oh God, uh, hold on. Uh, well, I'm 37. I'm 38 this year, actually. Um, I think my oldest. I think. Uh, when was she born? I think she hits her 50s this year. Okay. I think I'm not quite sure because the only sister, I, the only sister who's age I actually know is my uh, uh, little older sister. She's uh, 14 months older than me. So with that, it's pretty easy to remember. And the fact that she was born a year before my best mate was born. That's how it's easier to remember as well. <laughs> no, well, that must have been fun growing up. Um, yeah, I didn't really see much of the, old, the older sister. The brother mm. went, went away in, when I was about eight years old. And then Miss, my younger sister left at 18 to go to Manchester. And then my other sister moved out when uh, I think it was about 21 years ago. So I was the baby. I was the last one to leave home. And <laughs> we'll put it this way. I have never, that's the one thing I've always been glad for is that I left when I did. Because otherwise I wouldn't have started this and I wouldn't be talking to you now. Well, good stuff, man. Well done. Mm. Now... Now, uh, oh yes, I I sort of already know the answer to this, but I just want to uh, <coughs> confirm my source, what my first source says. So, what are the cast of Chesapeake Shores like? Well, I mean, great. We it's yeah, it's a really uh, it's a really beautiful group of people. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice mix, you know, because there's sort of the the siblings. Um, the and their partners 
and we're all you know similar age and get on extremely well and like i say we're, we're working in uh on this island so everyone's living away from home so you know we get to you know have dinners and we've had some funny nights at the local karaoke yeah. bar uh just and you know go-karting oh yeah so before it before the rap party at the end of each season we'll do some we'll go go-karting so that's a lot of fun but then you also have you know barbara niven uh treat who are just amazing have had such incredible careers diane ladd who is you know she's diane ladd she needs no introduction oh no absolutely um and like just in, all of them incredible storytellers um and so open and willing to you know lend an ear and give advice uh i really really uh have appreciated everyone that i've worked with all in that um that cast and you know you know those there's friendships that i've made uh working on chesapeake that will you know last forever you know i'm working with brit irvin who's uh who's in chesapeake uh we we write together um you know carlo's a great friend amelia um yeah really wonderful people it's been yeah you know one of those moments like getting that job and you don't realize at the time and you kind of look back later it's like wow that was a really special uh important moment to get that job because it led to such you know great friendships yeah right um now i've heard that season five starts in the summertime but you've heard this differently haven't you sir how do you mean how, when it starts? It's, the, it's supposed to start in the summer from what I've heard, because I literally have been going through the internet, but you are one of the stars of a show, you will know. So do you know when season five's coming? No, I definitely do not know. I feel like I would be one of the last people to know. Um, that's true. The only life, reason I told you that, that it was happening uh, earlier is because I was out with my son the other day and I bumped into the guy that is the dolly grip uh yeah. on chesapeake shores who's a great guy uh michael and he told me so everyone finds out before i mean maybe you know jesse and megan know and, and the other leads know i definitely don't know when it's starting and i'll find out if and when i get the call yeah probably two weeks I, before i'm due there. yeah i will i will be, if i ever do get any of them i will be probing for that date because i really want to see season five even though i haven't started on season four yet i'm pretty sure i i've heard the rumor that it will air in the summer yeah I've so i imagine that. it will they'll film it will start filming april may sort of time well let's pray to god it comes out in august because as soon as season i'm done with season four i'm going to be literally like you know what could you want to watch it again yeah we'll watch it again that's probably well, what we'll end up so happening people, actually i totally hear you. there's so many people that because this the last well season five was meant to shoot in 2020 and mm. it was due to start right around the time that everything you know shut down yeah due to covid so season four that came out in 2019 so it's going to be two years i know between season four and season five so you know people there are a lot of you know, sort of dedicated diehard chesapeake fans that have been waiting for a long time definitely and I'll, i won't have to wait that long for it because i still have a bit i say i've still got about seven eight episodes left but there you go i'll still probably end up binge watching it again before you have to take your time just ration it oh we do it every night when we have dinner and we have like a couple of hours 
that's all we've been watching for the last three weeks. Nice. Just because we enjoy it so much. That's great. I'm really pleased. That's really great. Now, uh, oh yeah, before I go on to the Instagram part and you know what's coming, uh, is there anything you'd like to promote or anything you've got coming up that you can talk about? Um, yeah, I mentioned Nancy Drew. I don't know if we really yes. meant to talk about that. But um, yeah, I think I come into that in a couple of weeks. But that either that's in America and Canada. Uh, so yeah, I have that coming up. Um, I'm writing a film, so that hopefully will Ooh. be made this year. Um, we sort of, yeah, going through, we just finished it and just did a little table read, which was amazing. Um, so yeah, well, that's in the process of being sort of pitched around. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I've got going on. I wish you luck with everything, sir, and I wish you nothing but the best of future after this. Thanks. Now, I have started, uh, this year I thought, instead of doing what I usually did last year, which is ask a load of questions that probably everyone got bored of, I thought I would go through everyone's Instagram pages and, and see what there was. Now, mm-hmm. I did find some posts, some very interesting ones. Uh, there's promotional work, obviously. You do enjoy your football, sir, seeing as you are English, and you wouldn't be English if you didn't watch <laughs> at least one football match in your lifetime. There'll be, some, there'll be an American or Canadian in the comments saying, it's soccer. No, we're English. We invented soccer. it football. Oh, man. I care. coach my son's football team. And every time I'm like, okay, lads, get your football. And what? And they're like, it's not a football. It's a soccer ball. Oh, my gosh. It drives me insane. But I've started to do I've started to change and call it soccer. Right. You know, if anyone ever says anything about, about uh, it was called soccer, say, Someone who I had a chat with the other day, he lives near the oldest football club in the in the whole of in the entire wild world. Because I live near Knox County, where Knox County are, and they are one of the oldest. I think they, I think, Knox County is the oldest football club there is. So just mention to them that I know someone, or I've met someone who actually lives near the oldest football club in the ground. It was that way before they were even born, and before America even knew what it was. So it's football. Yeah. You yeah, can tell that from me as well. About before <laughs> before Canada was even a country. <laughs> Indeed. I think it was sort of like late 18th, late uh, late 19th century Knotts uh, County was founded, actually. Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah, no, it must have been uh, probably before that. Because I know Liverpool was 18, I might get this wrong, 1892, I think. Something like that, yeah. So Knotts County must have been I don't know, what 1850s, 1860s. Something like that, yeah. To be honest with you, mate, I haven't really um, followed football for decades because it's just full of the uh, majority of it is just full of overpaid Nancy boys. I mean, there is that, yeah. Mm. Give me a basketball match any day. I'd rather watch that. <laughs> at least you they're, actually have to do not some overpaid effort. at all. Bless those guys. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Ever... <laughs> so, yeah, there's football or soccer. Um, there's family photos, set photos from everything you've done, holiday snaps, and Many of them are from Vancouver, so you instantly had me jealous and me, yeah, me sal- salivating at the point of, I just want to go to Vancouver. Do it, now, man. my favourite one, and we have talked about this, is uh, is your most recent one. So if people want to find you on, social, on uh, Instagram, it'll be hard to see it. Which is you in costume, uh, looking like the answer to the question, if Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson... And Angelica Houston from The Witches had a love child. What what would he look like? 
What I'll a just beautiful feed... image that is. Yeah, I'll just read that. The caption is: "The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina" is back on back on the old Netflix. Very English of you, sir. Despite the look on my face, I bloody loved playing Senat. That's how you pronounce uh, your character, isn't it? No, well, no, actually, Senate was Senate, the yeah. game that I was playing uh, in in the episode with uh, Mambo Marie, played by yeah. Sky uh, Marshall. Um, no, the character is Lazarus. Ah, you're Lazarus the Demon, are you? Yes, Lazarus. Ah. You know the returned. Um, yeah, man, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, your caption way better. <laughs> Wade Wilson and Angelica Houston. You should actually retweet that somewhere and just say, "Just let I will give you my permission to use that." Um, if you ever do a throwback Thursday and say, "Throwback to the interview where the interviewer said I literally look like the love child of Wade Wilson and Angelica Houston from The Witches." I mean, that is that's way better than what I came yeah. up with. <laughs> I tell you what, show them that on uh, Chesapeake Shores and see what they say. Yeah, we'll uh, you know, on that, actually. I could play, it could be like, uh, I'd be like Eddie Murphy and just play like my own family. Yeah. But look, this is me playing Simon Atwater's granddad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, mate. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, just briefly, um, do you have any social media where people can follow you? I obviously know you have an Instagram. I do, but, you know, I'm not terribly prolific at the old social media, but I am on Instagram, um, Oliver M rice which I and know. on twitter i believe it's at ollie rice ollie spelled o double l i e i have both of them sir so if i haven't followed you already i will be following you before the end of my day in six hours I look forward so to are you ready for this quiz that i have prepared just for you <laughs> and there's also a bit of a chesapeake um addition to it as well you'd be pleased to know because oh, it also that, helps okay. me yeah, improve good. my uh my vocabulary for Amelia and everyone else when I eventually Amelia, do, very good. When I at least when I do get them. So, <laughs> so first question is: I'm just going to give you some number of movie genres. They are different. There's probably one or two have missed out, but then again, the majority of them are the same anyway. So all mm-hmm. you have to do is say yes or no as to whether you'd accept an offer to appear in them, regardless, because because <laughs> obviously, Alter Carbon is sci-fi and sci-fi science fiction is on there. So regardless yeah. of whether you've appeared in them or not, so we'll start so whether off I that, would, yeah, that you would like that you. If someone said to you, "Right, we've got a science fiction uh, movie or TV series for you," uh, what do you, what do you think about it? Do you want to do it? It would basically be like that. So I'd write the. Uh, I'll just tell you what the choice, the genres are, and then you just have to say whether you'd be up for it or not. <laughs> I think this might be an easy quiz. It is actually science fiction. <laughs> yes. Uh, what about a drama? Say. Uh, something like uh, mm, Sense and Sensibility or even uh, even uh, Pride and Prejudice and you can be a newer Mr. Darcy. Absolutely. I, yes, I, of course. Of course. All you need now is Kieran Knightley and you are set for the movie, sir. <laughs> uh, what about um, animation or Japanese anime? Because a lot of people like Japanese anime. Um, do you know what? It's not something that I've ever really got into, anime. Um, or, anime, or anything well animation obviously as well oh yeah i definitely i would love to lend my voice to animation fair enough then. uh what are you a good horror fan sir do you love your horror do you know what i it's not the first thing that i seek out 
when hey, they're the first when thing I movie. Seek out. But you know, I do love a good a horror film. I t- I tend to like you know Halloween. Uh, I will watch not you know I will watch some horror at Halloween. Would you uh, uh, would you star in one? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did, I've done a few like shorts, horror shorts. Yeah. And I did a, 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 a The Boy 2, which is a horror. Uh, I have actually seen The Boy. Film. I must admit, it kind of freaked me out a bit. And I think it freaked me out so much that even though there is a sequel, I didn't really want to watch it because I'd just be freaked out even more than I already was. Yeah, that doll is freaky. Let me tell you. Like being up close and personal with that doll. <sighs> It has real human hair. It has glass eyeballs. So, you know, if you have like a Tom York eye and you need oh, a, God. Oh. this doll has, so they're, they're made for humans eyes. It's freaky. Oh. It is. Can we move on? I'm getting really freaked out. Oh. Yeah. It has its own personal like assistant as well. Oh God. Whose only job is to look after the doll. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a real life horror film. It really is. What does he yeah. do with the? I don't know what he does with the doll. Like at night, if he like takes it back to his hotel room and like, weird, freaky. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I definitely do say do yes another one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about um, rom coms? Yeah, absolutely. That's Action like movies, bread and butter. Um, I would love to. Uh, I would love to. All right, then here's one for you, because I actually have a, a fair few people who agree with me that these aren't made enough anymore. Um, what about Westerns? I would love to be in a Western. It's not, and again, it's not something that I seek out and watch that much, but I played Red Dead Redemption 2, and I felt like I was living in a Western. Like, I'm not massive into video games. Uh, I basically play FIFA GTA and Red Dead Redemption. But that yeah. Red Dead Redemption blew my mind. It was amazing. I've um, got a new call of duty. Got me right into it's Sorry? right up my street. It's 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 set in the Cold War of the eighties. It's right up there for me. I'm more than happy with it. With which one? New Call of Duty. Oh yeah? Mm. Okay, I'll have to that's actually another one that I have played. <laughs> Granted, I I really only play the zombies, but I do enjoy I do enjoy good old zombies bash, but I wouldn't recommend multiplayer to anyone. Was it a bit too competitive? Put it this way, way, I've seen a video on one of the old previous cards where somebody is killed twenty five times in twenty one seconds. <laughs> if that's your sort of if that's your way you would spend your evenings being shot as soon as you uh, respawn, then you go ahead and play multiplayer. But it is not mine. That's no fun. It's not, is it, mate? No. All right, then here's one for you. Since you are a novelist, um, would you do something <laughs> in the arts that is that could be considered musical? Oh, yeah. I No one's going to put me in a musical, but I would love to be in a musical. I have a secret sort of love for, for musicals. Um, I could sing the entire Les Miserables but no, no one's going to pay me to be in a musical because I can't sing the toffee. Um, Pierce yeah, Brosnan can't sing, but he was in Mam- two Mamma Mia movies. <laughs> That's true. I think, um, yeah. Oh, who, oh, who played Javert in... Uh, Les Mis. Les Mis. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Terrible, terrible singing voice, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I do love a musical. Mm. All right, then. Uh, it actually, actually, I ask, I say this, but we've had the new Mortal Kombat trailer come out, which uh, sort of not not just influences this, but this is kind of this in a in a whole sense that Mortal Kombat might actually be the first video game inspired movie that actually is worth watching. So, mm. with that being said, if somebody came to you and said, "Right, uh, we've got a video game. Well, it's a video game, but we're going to turn it into a movie." What would what would it be? But I'm assuming it would depend on the game that it is as well. Yeah, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Like the yeah. Sonic movie is going to be very different to Mortal Kombat. And what's the new? There's the new one that's they're doing right now. Oh, I don't remember the name of the video game. There isn't the evil one being done. There's that one. There's Craig Mazin who wrote Chernobyl is writing a TV or a movie adaptation of a game. It came out recently. Apparently, it's like the best game ever. This is, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like, I haven't played it, <laughs> but just, you know, an adaptation of a video game, the, there's so, you know, games are so different mm. that you could have, you know, it could be any genre. Yeah. All right. And you thought this quiz was going to be easy. You, sir, are in for a bit of a shock right now. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Because what I like, because you know the old uh, Snog Mario Void cliche that doesn't really get thrown around that much. So mm -hmm. what I have done is I have rebranded it. I have made it a little bit more interesting. And I have um, added a few of I've added a few more niceties into it. So, so I have called this Why Am I So Popular? The Chesapeake Shores edition. So, <laughs> so you have eight missed calls, two women, two men. And I think you know what's going to come now. So you oh, can only call one of these ladies or men back. You can only text one, ignore one, or block one. So since you're in Chesapeake Shores, there's obviously men and women. And uh, Oliver Rice, most handsome chap in Hallmark history, your first one your first one is of the women of Chesapeake Shores. So I will start with uh, Barbara Niven, who plays uh, the girls, the uh, kids' dad. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. I'm still thinking <laughs> So you've got her, you have Lacey, you have Megan Ori, and of course you have Simon's love, Amelia. Right. So I have to pick one to call text. I, I'll tell you what, I'll just put it in here for you. I'll put it in chat. So Okay. This does seem rather harsh. I know, mate. But to be fair, in our little uh, posse, in our little posse, I am considered the heel. And to be fair, it would be no fun if it's too easy. All right. Okay. But just so you know, I will be asking them this. I'll be asking uh, everyone if I get a Chesapeake Shores. I will be asking them this as well, even Amelia. So, <laughs> so you get first stab, sir. So go on. Who's going with who? Well, okay. So the person that I like. I don't, unfortunately, I don't get to work that much with Megan. Right. Because our characters' lives don't really, their paths don't cross. Right. So I know Megan least well out of those four. So I don't think she'd be that upset if I, I mean, I think she would have to be pocket dialing me, to be honest. She's yeah. not intentionally called me. I've got a missed call <laughs> from her. It was a complete mistake. So I'll just yeah. put that down as a, I'll, I'll have to, Block her, not because she isn't lovely, just because you never really work with her, which is fair enough. So um, Megan is blocked. Wow, that's a harsh when you say it like that. I know. 
Um, do you know I would text Amelia? Wow, you're not calling your uh, on-screen girlfriend. Well, you know, we we text a fair bit, so that would be just standard. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I would text her back. So you have Barbara and uh, Lacey left, and you have call or ignore. Well, I definitely don't want to ignore either of them. Would you like me to offer it a simpler way for you? Go on. You can have the uh, pain-in-the-ass sister, younger sister, or you can have the mother who will probably give you dead eyes for the rest of your life. Man, that hasn't made it easier at all. <laughs> it's just switched it. It's like, which one am I going to call? Now it's which what, one am I going to um, ignore? In fairness, you always want to be on the good side of a mother, so I would call Barbara. It's true. And also, uh, Barbara is one of the sweetest people ever and the most, you know, supportive and, like, just lovely. Uh, so, you know, she's always a lovely person to have a chat with. So yeah. maybe I would call her. Yeah. So I have Megan would block, not because you don't like her, but just because you never really work with her or see her that much. That's right. Lacey's ignore. Your on-screen uh, other half is a text, and your on-screen mo- future mother-in-law is a call. Yeah, why right. not? Jeez. Right, I look forward to having them four on in the future. <laughs> and now it's only fair. I don't want to be. I don't want to, anything to be sexist. So we have a guy's one for you. So, so you have, uh, you have Jesse Metcalf, who obviously is. Uh, Abby's other of on screen of a half. You have um, you have the dad, Treat Williams. You have, in fact, you have the two brothers. Mm-hmm. You have Andrew and uh, and Brendan. So again, block text ignore. I mean, text or call. Who do you have? Well, put it this way: you would definitely want to call or text your significant other's uh, dad, wouldn't you? Yeah, and to be honest, I would like to call or text Treat. Because he is one of the most interesting people I've had the pleasure to work with and and get to know. Um, Shall we put call? Because he does actually have a lot of good uh, good advice in the series. So maybe yeah. a call would be ideal. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, sorted. I would definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm calling treat. Um, I'm gonna. I mean, the two. That, are we talking about the? Actors or the characters now, because I feel like that's a that's a line that we're kind of. To be blurry, honest with you, mate, it just depends how you think of it. You can think <laughs> of them as um, characters if you want. I mean, just by by the the guys themselves, the actors. I uh, Andrew and Brendan are the guys that I'm more likely to see on a regular basis or to run into. So I wouldn't want to be blocking either of them. To be fair, whereas Jesse, I don't, you know, I don't see much of Jesse. Right. So, we're and again, I don't Jesse get to work then. with his character that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like all the time I do get to spend with Jesse. He's a, he's a fun guy, but, uh, you know, I'll pass. So, so, um, so, text or ignore the brothers. But let's be honest. Um, if you decided to block and ignore the brothers, wouldn't it? Would it really be a bad thing? No. You are dating their sister, which I know this from. Uh, personal experience is probably the worst thing that any man or woman has to go through. <laughs> I, I'm i going to say text uh, Andrew because we've had some fun scenes yeah. where the two couples hang out. Yeah. 
I will admit one thing. Um, I do love his character in season one because he is the one who has made me and my ladies laugh more in the series <laughs> than anything. Yeah, bless Connor. Right, so they are locked in, and if they and if they ask if anyone else has done it, I will tell Amelia that uh, I will tell. In fact, I'll tell all of them that you have done this similarly and you have set the bar. Although okay. how far or much. how low you set the bar remains to be seen, sir. <laughs> You know they'll forgive you eventually, anyway, even if it's like, well, why did you do this? Yes. Well, you know, it's nothing personal. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just a bit of fun, mate. It's nothing... nothing it made it hard. I know I made it hard, but then again, it'd be no fun if it was easy, would it? True. I know. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, just uh, last couple of questions. Um, so, you're on about how, you've, how you're writing a series. So, shall we go into the planning stage of that, so to speak? So... So with your series, you need four leads to be in it and you can do leads if you want or if you can have a director as well, it's entirely up to you. But I will, me being the, studio, the, the generous studio head I am, I will come mm. to you and say you, for your project, you can have any director you want and the leads you want, no money, no money is spares. Money is unlimited. Who would you have? Okay, that is a really great question. Um well, I know who I'd have to direct. Stephen McQueen. Ooh. For sure. Uh yeah, man. I just I love everything that he uh he's not isn't he isn't he an Oscar winner? He, well, probably Twelve Years a Slave. Mm, that won a lot. Um, but to be I'm fair, sure if it can get Yeah, I'm not sure if it won in the Oscar, but if not, it should have. Um yeah, Hunger was direct. the first film that I saw that he he directed and it yeah, it was incredible. Um, and have you seen Small Axe? No, I haven't actually. See, he made five films, I think for the BBC, but it's on Amazon over here. They're amazing. Amazing. I've actually only seen three of them so far, just recently. Mm. Um, but he, he did one called Lovers Rock, which blew my mind. And it's just incredible storytelling. Uh, so he, anyway, he is the director on yeah. this project. Um and if you can't get him, then we're going to wait until you can, because there's no backup. There's no plan B. Steve Everyone Martin. always has to wait two years for a Chris Nolan movie, so I'm sure we can wait. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and then the cast. Well, I'm going to put in Michael Fassbender. Ooh. And that would work Very nicely. Well, he's worked with Steve McQueen a lot. And uh, yeah, I just I think he's just brilliant. Um, Olivia Coleman. Ooh. She's never bad. She never is. Bless. Always good. Uh, Michaela Cole. Oh. Have you seen I May Destroy You? No, but something, judging by that title, I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> Man, it is uh, so, like just incredible. Uh, she, you know, wrote it and yeah. starred in it and it's super, just incredibly important uh, TV. Uh, like the what you know the best of tv can be uh-huh. um so i put her in and then a little bit of a and then i'm gonna put steve martin in oh but you know what i feel like you know he's just that comedy legend but i feel like this cast that we've got that we put together and the director it's gonna be something quite serious it could be but i think that he could do that uh-huh. you know like how steve carell has done some like really amazing dramatic yeah. roles despite his like comedy background. Uh-huh. I think Steve Martin could do that. 
There we go. Something. Right then, very last question, and then you can be, be a bit of a sigh of relief. You have actually starred with some of the biggest names in TV and movies with everything that you've been in. But, Oliver, mm-hmm. can you name me 10 or 20 actors or actresses that you haven't starred with in anything yet, but you would like to star with before you bring your career to a halt? Yes. It doesn't have to be 10 or 20. It can be either 10 or 20. It just depends how uh, how focused your mind is. To be fair, we can just take the four of um, what you just said, and that's four straight away. That's definitely four. Steve Martin at Livy Coleman. Like a fast bender, Michaela Cole, definitely 100%. Mark Rylance, I mentioned earlier. Yeah, you did mention him. Man, yeah. I'd love to work with him. Um, who else? Gary Oldman. <laughs> so good. And just like gets, seems to be getting better and better, if that's possible. Um, Christoph Waltz. Oh, yes. I, I do love Mr. Waltz. He's such a great actor. Isn't he just? Yeah. Like Inglorious Bastards. What a guy. I think it was probably the first time most people had seen him. Oh, my gosh. So good. Um, who else do I like? James McAvoy. Oh, yes. Um, I feel like I'm picking a lot of men here. Um, no. Do you know just... Donald Gleeson? I feel yeah. like in some parallel universe, I'm getting the jobs that he's getting. Yeah. But in this universe, he's getting them and doing them amazingly. He's so good. And his dad. Oh, oh yeah, you've got to have good old Brendan Gleeson, bless him. Man, I'd like to work with him. Uh, Viola Davis. She's a legend. Winner. Have you seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? No, I haven't, actually. So good. I've got to start writing all these down so I can watch them on your recommendation. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you know what? It's like, what is... We, I've been watching way too... Not too much, but just in this time, in this whole last year, there's not been very much to do except no. binge-watch stuff. Um... Who else? Sean Penn. He would be amazing. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. I just watched Marriage Story not long ago. That it's funny you say Scarlett Johansson. Look what I have here. Oh, nice. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Happy days. Um, who else? Steve Carell. Yep. He's amazing. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Oof. She's pretty awesome. Uh, and legendary. Judy Dench. Oh, who Helen doesn't Mirren. have a dame in their movies? Oh, get all the dames in. Brian Cranston. Oof. Although, I have to say, Your Honor, I watched that, just finished watching that, his latest show. Started so well. Finished. It, 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 uh, I don't like to speak bad about things. But um, it wasn't very good. Mm, that's kind of like majority of TV as a whole. Starts off really good. Then sort of uh, degrades as the time goes on until the last season is barely un- barely watchable. Yeah, well, well, this is one season, and it started so promisingly. Mm. But uh, you know, Brian Cranston's still a legend. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix Whew. would be an interesting guy to work with, wouldn't he? Mm. I, have you, I don't know how many we've had, but have you got any more? Um, I mean, that's pretty. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, who else? Mila Kunis. Grow Oh my gosh. She needs to um, come back. I can't remember the last time she the last thing she was actually in. No, what is the last thing she was in? Uh oh yeah, the uh, spy who dumped me was the last one I saw with her in it. Aside from that, I'm not really sure. No. I mean, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Just amazing. She's just <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, you know who I'd love to work with? Have you seen normal people? 
nah. To be honest with you, mate, um, I've sort of been a bit on and off with, uh, I'll say, majority of stuff. Usually, the end, most stuff I watch is, in, is actually on Amazon Prime or Netflix. I do. I have been trying to get. I've been watching the blacklist a fair bit. I've been trying to, but there's always something that comes into it. Always comes between it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what isn't it? Once you like, you have to commit to something and then like, yeah. get a little way in, and then you're like hooked. Um, you know when this is finished, you'll have to send me these on the email because I can't even remember half of these I got to watch. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Absolutely. Right. Thought, is there yeah. any more? Well, from normal people, Daisy Edgar Jones and Paul Mescal. Ooh. are just just amazing mm. beautiful performances and great great young actors so yeah i think that's a that's a lot of people i've just said that. so you got no more um there is a reason sean i'm penn? asking did i say sean penn yes you did yes sir mm. i mean yeah no francis mcdormand You're nope. waiting for me to say someone I can I am. Now, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you who's, there's always one person who, when I ask this, there's always one person that everyone mentions, and you haven't mentioned this person yet. Okay. I am literally sat here on the edge of my seat thinking, is he going to say this person's name yet? So is someone legendary? With Meryl Streep, obviously. Oh, finally! <laughs> the record keeps going. <laughs> I was actually he thinking, oh my obvious. god! Just, I, was, I was kind of thinking, oh my god, does he not know who Mel Streep is? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just a—that's just a given, isn't it? That mm. Everybody would give their right nut to work. With Usually, them. Mel Streep is one of the first ones out of um, everyone's mouths. But with you, she, you've left her quite late. If she heard this, well, she'd I would be never, insulted. I would never leave Mel Streep <laughs> hanging. Oh, but who wouldn't? Um, right, seriously though, have you got any more, or shall we end it? Oh, shall we end it on that part of the quiz there? Well, I think that I've, I mean, I could name people for hours uh-huh. that I would love to and probably won't get to yeah. work with. To be fair, we could actually name near enough everyone between us, but I don't think we really want to bore, ladies and gentlemen, with our, with our vast knowledge of all the actors and actresses and everyone who isn't. So See, maybe I, we... I, I don't want to offer this, I don't want to answer this question, but what if you flip the question and ask people, who do you definitely not want to work with in your career? <laughs> Oh, can you imagine how many people would ask, would ask to have that taken out? Yeah, and how many people? How many people would say Meryl Streep? I don't think anyone. Mm. And I bet this. I bet this. You would get some gossip. There get is some, what, like... There's probably that one person who was. It would be kind of like the same people who thought that Paul McCartney was was all right instead of <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, I don't trust anyone that doesn't love the Beatles or doesn't know who Paul McCartney is, for that matter. I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't know who Paul McCartney is. I've seen some, because I think uh, when when Paul McCartney released 45 Seconds with Rihanna and uh, Kanye West, everyone like I think there was one or two that was like, the guy playing the guitar is good. And then I bet everyone, <laughs> who knows, <laughs> yeah, everyone who knows that is, has just kind of died in their seats. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, do you not know who Paul McCartney is? Yeah, that's unforgivable. That is sad. But that just shows the problems with, you know, education these days. Mm. It should be, you know, everyone needs to learn these things. My son definitely knows who Paul McCartney is. There should be a teacher, there should be a lesson somewhere in every school that basically says, music of yesteryear is the best. End of. (laughs) That's it. 
let's let's face it. With with exceptions of say Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, uh, Ramstein, maybe if they're still going, I don't know. Uh, there's not re- everything's usually redone, rehashed, rebooted, songs wise, and that's it. That's probably that's how I see it. Every, anyway. Yeah, maybe we get to that point where there's just no more new music. Every chord progression, every sequence has been. Mm. Then again, that would be the same in movies, wouldn't it? Fortunately, yeah. I always have. A, I have actually had got a few uh, movie uh, plots spare in my head. If some, uh, if you know anyone of, uh, like, say, a horror studio or a decent studio that hasn't want to say a fresh take on the uh, on the movie plots, then I am here for them, and I'm here yeah, for everyone's sanity as well. Yeah, write a treatment and pitch it. All right, then I'll tell you what. Shall we end this there and then we can talk about this a bit more? For sure. Right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the most handsome chap on Hallmark and, well, he is British after all. Let's put it that way. Oliver Rice. And now, thank, first of all, thank you very much for coming on, Oliver. Thank you, Dean. It's been a pleasure. And secondly, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pick our brains. So if you'll excuse us. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.